What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through some of the top sell high players heading into week three of the NFL season. So like I talked about last week, best time to dominate trades early on in the season. I will continue saying this, you know, until we leave the early part of the season, but everyone loves to overreact. I bet when we're looking back, you know, week eight, week nine, we're gonna look at some of the trades that went down in our league and they're just gonna look brutal because people will see a dude ball out through two weeks. They'll think they're gonna, you know, replicate that throughout the entire season. They'll trade for that guy. They'll give up someone who's maybe underperforming, but more proven. And then looking back in a few weeks, they'll feel like they made a massive, massive mistake. So we're gonna try to pinpoint some of those players that you guys should be selling off. They may, you know, be looking like great picks for you. Maybe you're still winning at where you drafted them, but if you can turn a profit on them and bring in a player who's, you know, more established, more trustworthy, I think that's definitely the move for a lot of these players. Before we do jump into it, if you guys have any fantasy questions, start sits, waiver wire, trade advice, maybe, you know, I have a player listed as a sell high on your team. You're wondering what kind of return you could get. Just drop those down below. I'll be responding to every single person. And then just do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But I'm going to jump into the first sell high player. And we're going to start off a little controversial here with Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb may have the most supporters of any fantasy player, you know, in all of the NFL. Man, you say one bad thing about Nick Chubb, you're going to have a million people jumping on your neck in the comment section. But just hear me out here, you know, before you go and uh, curse me out in the comments, just hear me out for my argument with Nick Chubb. Because if you guys recall, if you were here last week, I actually listed Kareem Hunt as a sell high coming off of his big week one performance. So looking at Nick Chubb's season, he's had a strong start to the year. Week one, 141 rushing yards, 15.3 PPR points. Week two, this was his massive game, 87 rushing yards, three touchdowns on the ground, and then also added three receptions for 26 yards, 32.3 PPR points. In my mind, this is the perfect opportunity to sell very, very high on Nick Chubb. I'm not saying Nick Chubb's going to be bad rest of season. I think it's very likely he finishes somewhere around RB10 to RB12 in points per game. He's always finishing somewhere in that sweet spot. He's going to be, you know, a back-end running back one or a very high-end running back two. That's what he does. We know it. We can pretty much lock that in. But I think the public is going to view Nick Chubb much higher than that. I think, you know, your average fantasy player, you ask them to rank Nick Chubb at the running back position. I bet he's being ranked somewhere around RB6. In my opinion, that is way too high. We've seen both of these Browns running backs have a lot of early season success this year, and it comes down to just they're in competitive game scripts where they're ahead early on. You look at the Panthers game, the Jets game here in week two, they go up early against teams that don't have great offenses. So they're in these competitive games, and obviously that's going to benefit the running backs, especially Nick Chubb. If we really look back, we take a step back, we're looking at them for the future. This is not a top offense. This is not a team that's going to be leading in, you know, the rest of the games they're playing in. I think Nick Chubb is going to struggle when they go down early. This is definitely a split here with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So far through two games, this is a 62 to 38 split in carries. So Nick Chubb is getting at 62% of the carries to Kareem Hunt's 38. On the other side with targets, it's 60% for Kareem Hunt, 40% for Nick Chubb. I'd expect that target number to probably lean more towards Hunt in the future, but basically you get the idea. Nick Chubb's like the 60-40 guy in the carries, and then Kareem Hunt is the 60-40 guy in the targets. So if we're just looking to the future, if this is not going to be a good offense until Deshaun Watson returns, if they're going to be down early, 
this is the best time to sell Nick Chubb because there are going to be games where if they go down, Nick Chubb's going to be giving you 12 carries for 60 yards. If he doesn't get into the end zone, he's not going to produce for fantasy. And that's just not what I want out of my elite running back one. So these are some running backs that I would just take straight up for Nick Chubb. Obviously, you're not going to be able to trade Nick Chubb for some of these guys, but I'm just going to list all the running backs that I have firmly ahead of him. So we're going to have CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon, Delvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, and then I also throw Eckler in there, but I could understand being a little bit concerned with Austin Eckler. I think there are some players, a dude like Fournette, maybe a guy like Mixon, maybe even Kamara, where you could just straight up offer Chubb for one of those guys, and I think you may get a bite. If I was a Nick Chubb owner, I would just straight up send offers. Nick Chubb for CMC, for JT, for Saquon, for Cook, for Swift, for Mixon, Fournette, Kamara, maybe leave off Eckler and Najee because they're probably more towards the bottom tier of that group. I bet you will take someone who will bite on that because he has been so dominant early on in the season. So that's my take. I just don't think this production is sustainable. I think you're going to get into some gross games where he's in a split. The offense isn't putting up points. They're going to have to rely on the pass game. And that's just not going to benefit Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is not a player who is game script proof. Overall, Nick Chubb is just a straight up much better NFL player, real life athlete, than he is a fantasy football piece. Real life NFL, you could make a strong argument that Nick Chubb is probably a top three running back in the NFL, especially looking as like a pure runner. But for fantasy, he's in a split not on a great offense. They're not going to give him monster carries in normal game scripts. And that is why I would like to sell high. So if you came into this video, you know, thinking you were going to go off on me in the comments, hopefully the argument was decent. Obviously, if you're in love with Nick Chubb, you don't need to trade him, but that's why I think you should be selling high. Now, another running back that I'd be selling high on is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And this is coming from someone who actually liked CEH coming into the season. I liked him as like that post a dead zone running back target. I was avoiding those dudes round four, round five, round six. If we're getting round seven, round eight CEH. I was in on him at that price. And I still think uh, like season long, he is going to outperform that ADP. But I think when we're looking at what he's valued at right now, I think he's going to 100% pay off his draft price and kind of let you turn a profit on where you actually were getting him. And I think you should probably be doing that before he comes back down to earth. So through two weeks, he scored 22.4 points and then 15.8. Look at those numbers, 22.4 and 15.8. Those are two great performances. In those two games, he has combined for only 15 carries and seven total targets. If you told me that someone had 15 carries and seven targets in one game, and you told me they scored 22.4 points, I'd be like, all right, that's a solid game. He did that and then added 15.8 points in week two. So this is just, you know, unbelievably unsustainable. His efficiency has been absolutely absurd. And when we're looking at his workload, that's really where the concerns start to come in. He has a decent role in this offense. He's got the early down work. He's going to get some receiving opportunities, but he is giving up basically all the third downs to Jarek McKinnon. And he's also giving up some red zone work to McKinnon. That's just a spot where I think his value is maybe people view him as like the clear number one for the Chiefs. It's much more of a committee there. He did only see 44% of the snaps in week two. So I think CEH, if you drafted him and you just want to kind of take the profit and say, all right, he's going to outperform, you know, where he was drafted. I think that's fine. But I think you could maybe get like a, almost like a round three, round four return on a guy like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I think that's something you should definitely be looking into. So maybe if you want to, you know, drop some potential trades down below, 
I can get back to you on those. Now we're going to shift over to the wide receiver position and talk about Tyler Lockett. So Tyler Lockett's coming off of a big week two, targeted 11 times, caught nine of those for 107 receiving yards, and then 19.7 fantasy points. Coming into the season, we knew Tyler Lockett was going to have a few of these games, right? He is way too talented to just kind of fade away because of bad quarterback play. Same thing with Metcalf. Metcalf hasn't had these boom games yet. Who knows? Week three, he could go out there, 120 yards and a touchdown. Lockett and Metcalf are so talented, they're not going to be totally phased out of an offense just because of a bad quarterback. But even with this performance, are we going to go out there and say that Tyler Lockett is a trustworthy week-to-week start? I mean, personally, I wouldn't feel comfortable with him in my lineup. I think it's probably more likely he goes back in week three, gives you three receptions for 40 yards, four receptions for 40 yards, and you're feeling disappointed again. Even with Geno Smith looking good in his start against the Broncos, that is still back-to-back weeks for the Seahawks offense with under 200 passing yards. This is just not an offense that's going to consistently you know, produce for both Lockett and DK Metcalf. I still view Metcalf as the number one here. Obviously, I feel like I was too high on him coming into the season because, you know, he's definitely underperformed so far. But this is just not an offense when you're going to have these two studs and they're both going to be giving you consistent, consistent production. So I love Lockett as like a toss-in piece for a major upgrade. Maybe you're a Nick Chubb owner and you have Tyler Lockett. Do like a Chubb, Lockett, try to get one of those elite, elite RB1s. I like that idea. But I do think Tyler Lockett is in this perfect spot where he has a big name. He has been a really strong fantasy producer in the past, and then he's coming off of a big performance. So just kind of like the dream sell high, in my opinion, here in week two. And then on to the fourth and final sell high. It is going to be Tua coming off of probably the best game of his career, monster performance, definitely the best in terms of like, you know, awesome number wise and fantasy production through for 469 passing yards six touchdowns with two interceptions thrown in there. I think this was a great showing from Tua. I'm not going to be one of these people, you know, trying to take this away from him, kind of, you know, trying to poke holes in this performance. I think it was super solid. The way that I saw Tua producing for fantasy was just going to be in like these safe games where he's just, you know, hitting Tyreek Hill quickly, hitting Jalen Waddle quickly, letting them, you know, get yards after the catch. I thought that's what we were going to be seeing out of Tua this year. He had to sling it today. He did it. It was great. I'm typically not someone who's going out and trying to trade for quarterbacks or really move my quarterback, but I do think this is a unique spot where you could trade Tua. Maybe the hype is crazy. You know, he supported two wide receivers. Hill and Waddle both went for 11 catches, two touchdowns. Both had over 170 yards. Like it was a crazy, crazy game for this entire offense. What I'd be looking for Tua is I still don't think he's going to be like a locked in top 10 guy moving forward. I still think when we're looking back at the season, he's probably at that like top 12 fringe somewhere in there. So if you maybe, you know, maybe you liked Burrow or Brady coming into the season, you weren't able to draft either one of those dudes. I'd be totally cool with flipping Tua for a struggling Burrow or Brady, who I am confident both of those guys are going to bounce back compared to Tua where, you know, maybe he keeps delivering solid performances, but this is probably the peak of his value right now. It is possible he outperforms those guys rest of season, but I would just rather buy into, you know, Burrow being a top prospect, surrounded by great weapons, broke out late last season. I'd bet on him, you know, fixing it. Same thing with Brady, the offense getting healthier. I'd rather bet on those guys compared to Tua, who could be the guy, but we just really haven't seen consistent production out of him. So those are my four sell-high options. We had Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Tyler Lockett, 
and then Tua. Let me know what you guys think about those down below in the comment section. If you guys did stay all the way till the end, thank you. I appreciate it. On my channel, I've already posted my waiver wire video and then also some uh, buy low targets. So go check those out also. You know, we're done with this one. So go check those out next. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you in the next one.